This football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day, no matter how you watch this season. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. Because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game, it's made for those who watch it. So be sure to pick up a nice cool Pepsi to enjoy while you watch Giants football. And don't forget, check out madeforfootballwatching.com for the latest football watching content exclusively from Pepsi. are Locked On Giants, your daily New York Giants podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, New York Giant fans, and welcome to another edition of Locked On Giants, part of the Locked On Podcast family, your team every day. Patricia Trina here with you. It is Monday, September 21st, and uh, the Giants lost to the Chicago Bears, a 17-13 loss out in Chicago. But more importantly, folks, obviously some injuries, some devastating injuries. Running back Saquon Barkley suffered a torn ACL. That has now been confirmed by the New York Giants. Barkley injured in the second quarter, the first play of the second quarter, um, his season is done, and the Giants uh, will have to pick up the pieces. Devonta Freeman is coming in for a workout, so we'll see what happens there. But, you know, Saquon Barkley, you just don't replace a guy like that. I mean, he he was a tremendous talent. Um, you know, the good news is, is even though it was an ACL, and that is a significant knee injury, you look around the league, Adrian Peterson came back from that injury, and uh, I think he was a little older, actually, than Saquon when he suffered the injury. Barkley is only 23 years old, so the hope is that he will make a full and complete recovery. It's just going to take a little while, obviously. And, um, you know, he will have surgery in the coming, I would say, probably in the next couple of weeks he'll have surgery. They obviously want to get the swelling down a little bit on his knee and, um you know, all the best to Saquon Barkley. I know that he was devastated. You know, he was trying to come back from a rough week one showing. Um, this was going to be a big year for him. Obviously, with uh, after this year, he would have been eligible to talk about a new contract. Probably safe to say that that's going to be put on hold for the time being. Um, so we will see, obviously, how things unfold for Barkley. But he is done for the season. and. On today's show, by the way, I'm going to have some clips um, from Eli Manning. I actually had a chance to speak with Eli Manning, and we were talking about uh, a variety of, of topics. Um, Manning was on a call with about four reporters, I want to say, myself and three others, and it was for a promotional that he's doing with Verizon, it's called Watch Together. So Manning spent about 20 minutes on the phone on Monday morning with myself and about three or four other reporters. And I asked him about uh, the the loss of Saquon Barkley and uh, how the giant, you know, what does that mean, first of all, for Daniel Jones, a second-year quarterback who's still trying to find his footing, and how can the Giants maybe – 
uh, compensate for such a loss. So that those clips are coming up. Um, before I do get into that, though, I, I want to just quick also mention another injury the Giants had, that being Sterling Shepard, the wide receiver, suffered a turf toe. Now, that is not necessarily a season-ending injury, but it is an injury that, it, A, is very painful. And we saw it yesterday um, when Sterling was um, he was injured towards the end of the second half quarter and he went into the locker room at halftime came out was on the field for the start of the third quarter but had trouble running and cutting and basically took himself out of the game where he was then declared out for the rest of the game by the Giants so it looks like Sterling Shepard is going to miss some time we don't know how many weeks usually those turf toe injuries can run anywhere from two to six weeks or more but the Giants, I think, have a couple of options there uh, to replace Shepard. Um, obviously, Evan Ingram is an option for the slot. He actually did pretty well in that role. So we'll see if the coaches maybe put Ingram in the slot a little bit more often um, than they had than, than they did yesterday. Um, obviously, they can bring up another receiver if they so choose, which I think they're going to do. Um, they have a you know they have three receivers on their practice squad they can certainly look to bring up. So um, the Giants are not going necessarily going to be left high and dry here. They they will have an opportunity to to replace Sterling Shepard, but still, it's an injury you just don't want to see with any player. And uh, you know Shepard, of course, last year missed um, something like five or six games with the head injuries that he went through and now the turf toe and just really been a rough two years for him uh, injury-wise, as well as Saquon, who remember last year missed about three games with the high ankle sprain and really wasn't himself. So not a good day for the Giants. I know, you know, people will say, well, misery enjoys company. You know, the, the Giants weren't alone with all the injuries. You know, the 49ers got banged up big time. Um, they potentially lost, uh, I think, two members of their defense. Solomon Wilcox and Nick Boza, I believe, both suffered ACLs. Might not be, might not have been confirmed yet, but I think that was the initial uh, fear for both of them. And uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, their quarterback, with a high ankle sprain. And I think they that one of their running backs, Mozart, suffered a, a mild MCL sprain. So the, the 49ers being the next team up on the Giants slate this Sunday at MetLife Stadium. So just a rough, rough uh, weekend for a lot of teams, not just the Giants and the 49ers. You know, just a lot of teams had some significant injuries. Carolina with Christian McCaffrey, Malik Hooker of the Colts, and so on. So anyway, folks, we are going to take a quick break. When we come back, we are going to hear from Eli Manning, who I asked uh, about Saquon Barkley and what his loss means to a quarterback like Daniel Jones in his second season. Please stay with us. We'll be right back. Visa knows that local businesses are the heartbeat of our communities. Whether there are corner stores, our coffee spots, or our favorite shops, local businesses have always been there for us. They remember our orders. They call us by name. Always giving back, making a difference, and going that extra mile to support us and our community. And right now, more than ever, local businesses need our support. 
So now it's time for us to return the favor. The next time you go shopping, make the choice to shop at a local business and look for the contactless symbol and tap to pay with a contactless visa to help support your community because where and how you shop matters. Visa, everywhere you want to be. Official partner of the NFL. Hey, Giant fans. This is Patricia Trena, host of the Locked on Giants podcast. And I want to tell you about my debut book. It's called The Big 50, The Men and Moments That Made the New York Giants. And I've sought to create a living history of the top men and moments that have made one of the NFL's charter franchises what it is today. Relive the franchise's four Super Bowls. Find out what convinced former general manager Ernie Accorsi that quarterback Eli Manning was indeed the one. Learn about the events that brought the Tisch family into the Giants' ownership floor, and so much more. This 368-page paperback book includes loads of photos and stories of some of the greatest Giants in history as told in their own words. The Big 50, the men and moments that made the New York Giants, will be available starting September 8, 2020 on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and wherever else books are sold. So pre-order your copy today. And thank you for your support. Welcome back, Giant fans, to Locked on Giants. Patricia Trainer here with you. And if you uh, listen to the show on Friday, I hinted that I would have a little surprise for you. And the surprise, obviously, uh, was a, the opportunity to speak with Eli Manning, um, it was for a promotional, uh, activity that he is involved in the Verizon media's watch. I, I think it's called the watch party. Um, uh, so he, Eli was available to about four reporters of which I was one. And the way we worked it with the call, we were on a zoom call with Eli and the way it worked was each reporter got an opportunity to get a couple of questions in with uh, the the retired Giants quarterback. So I'm going to play for you the mini interview I did, which specifically deals with Saquon Barkley, what the Giants lose with not having Saquon in the lineup, and above all, um, how can they compensate, whether it be through scheme or approach or personnel, to help and make sure that they have some semblance of a running back to help Daniel Jones moving forward. Here is my little Q&A with Eli Manning. Eli, I have to ask about Saquon Barkley. You know, a very unfortunate situation there with knee injury. Number one, what does the team lose without Saquon Barkley in that offense? And number two, can you talk a little bit about how a running game, especially for a young quarterback, how much of a benefit that can be to have a good running back to, to, to take some of the onus off of a young quarterback? Yeah, definitely. I think, um, you know, ho- ho- hopefully, I, I don't know, uh, at least I haven't heard the extent of, of Saquon's injury. So, um uh, so I won't speculate until, until I get the you know, final word on, on what, how, how serious it is. But, you know, when, you know, Saquon's obviously an explosive running back and it's not just, just the run game. It's the screen game. It's the passing game. He's a guy you want to try to get the ball in his hands 25 times a game plus as he, he can make, uh, you know, make big plays. And so, uh, I, I think the running game, it's always important, but I think for, you know, for young quarterbacks and, and, you know, for me, early on in my career, having Tiki Barber, 
um, you know, and, and a strong running game was, was so helpful because it, it just sets up everything else. You don't, for the most part, you don't get stuck in a whole lot of third and longs, you know, because you're not getting negative run plays. Um, and, and um, you know, it just helps with the play action and being under center and, and you know, gets that eighth defender down to the box. You're, you're playing, you know, throwing against more man coverage and single high coverages. And, uh, you know, the ball usually gets out a little bit quicker during those coverages. So, um, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, it's not too serious. And, and then also, you know, they can you know, just get, you know, continue to run, continue to just, uh, every, everybody get a better feel for what's going on. And, and you know, they're, they're uh, close in this game, had a chance to win it at the end, you know, right down to the wire. But it's just it's just reps. And, it's you know, unfortunately, it's some of these are, are live reps are so important for them. And that's what they've uh, been limited with. And they're, I think they'll continue to improve and get better as the season goes. And hopefully it's just, uh, you know, it's not too late. It's, it's sooner rather than later. And then if I may ask just a quick follow-up on that, if you don't have a good running game or a functional running game, is there a way to maybe do some of the things you described about, you know, keeping the defense honest, you know, whether it be through, I don't know, shorter routes, or is there something that an offense can do to kind of, I guess, make up for it? Yeah, I mean, there, there's there's obviously the, yeah, the short the short passing game and the quick throws and, you um, you know, and, and I think those those are, are good. And I think it's just depending upon what the defense is doing. If they don't if they don't trust that you're going to run, or if they don't think you can run the ball, uh, you know, they, they can kind of play uh, pass first and, and take away a lot of the quick stuff by playing certain coverages. And um, and so you know you you got to keep you know keep running the ball. And you know that that's that's when it gets hard. It's when they're playing two safeties deep and, and only, you know, you have good looks to run the ball and you're not effective running it. Um, it's hard to get them out of those coverages and it makes it where you have to hold on to the ball a little bit longer to get the ball down the field. Uh, um, and then we have, you know, um, you know, that's, that's, that's when you get into a bind of, of, you know, when they take away the, take away the short stuff and you can't run the ball. Uh, that's, that's an offensive struggle. All right, Giant fans, you are listening to Locked on Giants with Patricia Trana. Stay with us. We'll have a little bit more from Eli Manning in the next segment and some final thoughts on this uh, very solemn Monday morning. Giants losing Saquon Barkley for the rest of the season to an ACL. Sterling Shepard potentially looking at missing several weeks because of the turf toe. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Have you tried the all-new and improved Built Bar? If not, you're missing out on one of the industry's healthiest and tastiest snack treats that's loaded with protein and low on sugar. With 18 different flavors, including nut and non-nut variety, you'll enjoy healthy snacks covered in 100% chocolate that's soft and easy to chew and, most importantly, great for the health conscious. Built Bars are great for folks on the keto diet and include protein and fiber nutrients you need without the exorbitant calories. And use the code LOCKEDON at checkout to save $10 off your next purchase. Visit BuiltBar.com to check out their amazing offering of flavors and put your customized box together. And don't forget, use the code LOCKEDON at checkout to save $10 off your order. That's BuiltBar.com. Welcome back, Giant fans, to segment three of Locked on Giants. Patricia Trainer here with you. And uh, in this next clip, I'm going to continue to play uh, one more clip from Eli Manning, the interview that he did with the small group of reporters 
uh, Manning was asked about the biggest difference from for him back in his, the day when he made the jump from his rookie season to his second season. And I just want to play the clip for you real quick. Um, and then I'm going to come back and talk about why this clip is relevant. So here it is. Well, I think your second season, you know, for me, it was such a big difference just having a full spring um, where you knew you were going to be the starter and that, you know, you're working with the first team, uh, you're taking charge of the meetings, you're organizing things. Um, and, and then, you know, you just have a, you know, you, you had a feel of the offense. I was going into the same offense uh, my second year, have a better understanding, you know, and that spring is so important to, to learn those things, watch even more film and know what you're looking for, uh, to watch yourself on film from the year before, whether it's in practice and games, uh, just to see how the, you know, how the plays are, are working, you know, and, and working worse, different, um, you know, coverages versus defense. So I think, um, you know, it's tough for, for, you know, guys and, you know, in Daniel's position, just not having that spring with a brand new offense. Um, you know, he's, he's trying to learn, uh, all this, you know, not on the fly. They had a sprint, you know, they had meetings and whatnot, but, you know, some of the stuff he had, you know, he's had to run these plays a ton, but I thought, I thought he's played well. Um, in the first, you know, in the first two games, has thrown the ball accurately, has thrown some some tight, you know, some tight throws, and it's just, uh, you know, I think those teams that have new coaches and new coordinators and some young players at, at spots, uh, it's just gonna take a little bit longer for them to gel and come together. Um, you know, they're just at a little bit of a disadvantage over the organizations and teams that have uh, quarterbacks that have been in the system for a number of years and, and coaches that have been there. I could just ask a quick follow-up along those same lines. Was there a moment in your second season when it sort of clicked? You said, oh, like, oh, everything I went through, I can I can see it's starting to pay off. Um, no, I don't, I don't necessarily remember a moment or a game. Um, you know, I think it's just, a, it's you know, sometimes, um, you know, I think uh, it's just a matter of, of everything coming together. It's not just use a quarterback. It's receivers understanding the offense, uh, running backs, the offensive line, understanding all the protections, all the calls. It's, it's not when the, you know, necessarily just when the quarterback clicks, it's when the team clicks and they, and they all start, you know, working together. It's not one guy that has to play well. It's going to make the difference. It's all 11 guys doing their job, doing it at a high level and, and feeling confident about what they're doing. Okay. So why is this clip Relevant. Obviously, in Daniel Jones, the Giants have a second-year quarterback who is off to a little bit of a shaky start. You know, um, you look at his numbers and you say, "Oh, nothing special." You look at the turnovers, and quite frankly, you know, the turnovers in Sunday's game. If if we're being honest here, you know, Eli always used to say that every turnover, every touchdown, every pass had its own story. And just real quick, the story between the two turnovers with uh, Daniel Jones, a couple of things real quick there. The interception that was intended for Evan Ingram, that I think I would be more inclined to put on uh, Ingram. Actually, it's it's a shared blame. Let me let me take that back a little bit. Um, Ingram slipped into the, the route and that screwed up the timing. But with that said, Jones stuck with him instead of going to maybe another option and just tried to force the ball into a tight space. And it just, you know, the result was an interception. It was a bad throw, a bad decision. Um, he just didn't look away and, and, and make a decision, you know, to go elsewhere with it. 
Um, whereas you wonder if, if he had been in his like fifth or sixth year, might he have, you know, adjusted the uh, fumble that was caused on a strip sack. Um, that one, you know, I got to be honest with you. I know on Twitter, I, I, I said something about him patting the ball a little too much. And somebody wrote to me and said, well, go back and look at Dan Marino. Dan Marino used to do that all the time. Well, yeah, Dan Marino also didn't turn the ball over a lot either. Uh, the thing with Daniel Jones, and this is the big problem he had last year and why I brought this up. Daniel has a tendency to hold on to the ball maybe a split second or two longer than he should. And when you're standing there patting the ball and taking that hand off this that second hand off the ball and you're not, you know, feeling the pressure around you when it's closing in, guess what? You're going to be prone to having that sucker knocked out of your hands. And that's what I think happened on that fumble. So, you know, Eli mentioned uh, in his answer about the difference for second year quarterbacks. One of the differences Eli had, you know, he also had a, a more accomplished defense. Don't forget, you know, Michael Strahan, he had a, he had more of a, a veteran defense. He had a running game. And as he said, he also had benefit of, you know, a spring. He had benefit of, you know, being in the same offensive system. These are all things that Daniel Jones doesn't have benefit uh, the benefit of having. So as a result, um, Jones is struggling. The Giants are struggling. And, you know, remember, you know, whenever you change over a coaching staff, you're basically starting from scratch. And that's where the Giants are at right now. They are starting from scratch. And all things considered, you know, this is kind of like preseason for the Giants. And I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to make an excuse. Don't get me wrong here. They they can obviously play a little bit better. And there are some things that they should be better at than what they are. But, you know, I'm not ready to say that Daniel Jones is a failure. I know some people on my Twitter timeline came in and said, oh, he's terrible. Get rid of him. Let's tank for Trevor Lawrence. You know, let's let's trade him, you know, whatever. No, folks, I think Daniel Jones is in this for the long haul. You know, um, Daniel is he's a hard worker. He's smart. Um, you can't always go by what you initially see. There's usually a story behind it. You know, again, Eli's point. But I just think that as the Giants start to gel, not just up front on the offensive line, which, by the way, was also inconsistent again. Um, but as they start to gel up front and in the offensive scheme, as they figure out, okay, what are we going to do moving forward to replace Saquon Barkley, who played so, so many roles in the offense, as they get Evan Ingram untracked, you know, Golden Tate didn't look um, like his old self, probably because that hamstring, you know, you got to wonder how much that hamstring bothered him, you know, getting Darius Slayton involved and in, in on a roll again. I think it'll all come together. I just, I don't know when. I wish I could sit here and say, oh, it's going to happen next week. But folks, it's going to take time. This is a brand new system. And even though you have a lot of the same people returning, you know, it's like Eli said, you've got to get used to what works. You've got to figure out the tempo of an offense and all, all that great stuff. So give the Giants some time. I know that's asking a lot. I know, you know, a lot of people don't have patience. You know, this is the fourth year in a row the Giants started out 0-2. But let's just give them some time and see what this coaching staff can do. 
All right, Giant fans, that'll do it for today's show. Thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure you tune in tomorrow. We'll have much, much more on the Giants. Also coming up this week, we will have, obviously, the crossover show. We will have on Friday our listener mailbag. Um, I'm going to try and grab another guest coming up for the week. So lots more coming up here on the Locked on Giants podcast. This is Patricia Trainer. Have a great day. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.